Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Merry Christmas. Since we are celebrating the, the Apotheses today, Merry Christmas. In our study of the Divine Liturgy, we have come to the prayers that happen after communion. And there's a really interesting prayer that gets done by the priest as he prepares the gifts to go back to the processes over here in the corner behind the icon of what's usually uh, St. Michael, but in our church is St. George. And it's, according to the new translation from the Patriarchate, Arise, having partaken of the holy, pure, life-giving, divine, and awesome mysteries of Christ, let us worthily give thanks to the Lord. And what's interesting about that is that it's different from the translation that came before, which was, let us be attentive. And it highlights something that is being prepared for at this point in the, in the liturgy. We've taken communion. Christ himself in his body and blood has entered into us. We have been cleansed of our sins. Our sins have been removed because God himself has entered into us and there is no separation from between us and God in this moment. And then the church tells us to arise, to stand up. And the reason that we need to stand up is because we are getting ready to leave. We're getting ready to take the kingdom of heaven that has just been given to us, that we have just experienced in a foretaste through the body and blood of Christ, and take it out there, out beyond these walls, into a world that desperately needs God. And so therefore, we need to worthily give thanks for all that he has done for us. Getting up, get ready to go. And in fact, we know this is the case because what happens immediately after this prayer, the priest says, let us go forth in peace. Let us pray to the Lord. So again, we're getting ready to leave, to go out into the world. And I find it really interesting that we've come to this particular spot in the liturgy at this particular point in the year, because we've just seen the week after Christmas. And if we take a look at the calendar of December after Christmas, we are presented with the feast day of Stephen, the proto-martyr, the very first Christian ever to be killed for his faith in Christ. We are presented with the 20,000 martyrs of Nicomedia who were burned to death. We are presented with the 14,000 infants, the holy innocents of Bethlehem that were killed by Herod. And today on the Saturday or the Sunday before Theophany, we are presented with Paul writing to Timothy, I am already on the point of being sacrificed. The time of my departure has come. So over and over and over again, we are presented with bloodshed on a massive scale. Arise, let us go forth into that bloodbath. This is not an end. It is the beginning. We have been prepared. We have Christ himself. We have the Holy Spirit, and it is now time for us to prepare 
to go out into that world which still thinks it can kill God, which still thinks that earthly power has meaning, that thinks that by killing us, they can gain wealth and glory. And it is our job as Christians to love them and to show them that there is another way. That despite this bloodbath presented to us of the 20,000 in Nicomedia, the 14,000 in Bethlehem, Stephen the proto-martyr, St. Paul himself, despite it all, we're still here. We're still loving. We're still serving. We're still preaching. We're still trying in our own way, step by step, inch by inch, to get closer and closer and closer to that ideal which is Christ himself. And we will do so in the face of tragedy. We will do so in the face of violence. We will do so in the face of power used against us. And we will do so to the end of time. And because we have Jesus Christ, because we have been prepared by the partaking of Christ, we will not fail. The world will eventually listen, whether it wants to or not. And it is this has been proven over and over and over and over again throughout history, the most dramatically being, of course, the Roman Empire, which for a couple hundred years tried to suppress and murder and destroy the church. And not only did Rome fail, but Rome was conquered not by the sword, but by the love of our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so even though the world out there is a scary place, even though the world out there is trying all over the world to destroy the church and to get rid of Christianity, Christ himself has promised us that not even the gates of Hades can overcome this foundation, this church, Christ himself. We have that power. We have that strength. We have that mercy, that forgiveness, and that love to be able to leave this precious, wonderful space and go out there and bring that space with us to show the world that there is another way, another answer that does not involve killing 20,000 people in Nicomedia. It doesn't involve killing 14,000 babes in Bethlehem and the surrounding areas. It does not involve violence. It does not involve trying to destroy on a personal, political, and philosophical level everybody who disagrees with you. There is a way, the way of loving as God loves. As we see in the icon of the nativity, Christ is depicted not in swaddling clothes and not in a feeding trough, but in burial garb and in a tomb. Because Christ so loves us and so loves his creation that from the very beginning, it was his plan to go to the cross to suffer and to die, to go into the tomb, to go into Hades so that he could arise on the third day and lift up all of humanity with him to ascend to be enthroned at the right hand of the Father. That was his plan because he loves his creation so much. If we learned to love that way. If we can show the world that kind of love, empires can be conquered.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, into the ages of ages.